Rabbi good morning. A good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kaidish. Parshas Yisrael. Tavshin Pei Aleph. Erev Shabbos Kaidish. Shabbos Mavarchim. Rosh Chaydish Adar. Rosh Chaydish Adar. And as we mentioned last night in the Zoom Shmuz, we hope and we pray and we daven. It should be Taka Mishanichnas Adar Marvin Basimcha. And through the difficult times that we are all going through, we still have the Amun and Bitochen that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is righteous and HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem, just like it was Venahafechu, just like there was a change that took place in the days of the Megillus Esther, when the Jews were on the bottom, they went on the top. We hope and we pray we doubt HaKadosh Baruch Hu also should make a Venahafechu. We should be Yotze for all who need a Refuas and Yeshuas, they should have what they need. As we mentioned, we try to get chizik from the parsha. I just saw a gavaldik of word I want to share with you from the Vilna Gain in the beginning of the parsha. And parsha is Yisrael. It says that Yisrael came to Moshe, and Moshe Rabbeinu went out to greet him. So Rashi Hakadosh brings down. It says Vayetze Moshe. Likras Chosnet. Moshe Rabbeinu went out uh, to his father-in-law, and he bowed down to him and he kissed him. Each one asked the other for peace, for shalom, and then he took him into the tent. And Rashi says it was a tremendous covet when Moshe Rabbeinu went out, um, and Yisra got tremendous honor. Why? Because it says when Moshe went out, Yotza Aaron not of Avil. So Aaron went out, not of Avil went out. Mihu Shiraz How could it be that uh, someone would see these people going out and wouldn't go out with them? So Bemis, what happened was Gans Klayusro went out. That's what it seems like. Everyone went out to greet, and went out to greet um, to greet Yisro. So Yisro got tremendous covet. So before we ask to, we say over the word from the Vilna Gun, just want to mention a story that. I remember when I was a chassan and I was to go with my wife, then was my kala, to the Lower East Side to get a bracha from my Rebbe, Rosh HaKolbani HaGoyle, Rav Moshe Feinstein, Zeichet Zadik Levracha, and we were supposed to go to his house. We went to the house and the Rebbe said, oh, the Rashiva had to go to the Yeshiva and he's going to go to Levi, he's not going to come home, and we should quickly run to the Yeshiva. And that's what happened. I remember I went, we went to the Yeshiva Lower East Side, and I came in, and they were davening Mincha, and I davened Mincha, and after Mincha, I went over to the Rashiva. My wife, I left outside by the car. She didn't come into the building, and when Rav Moshe saw me, he immediately he said, Avu the Kala, where's the Kala? And uh, I said, she's outside, because Rav Moshe said that he knew that we were supposed to come to see him. So he says, quickly, let's go to the Kala. He didn't mention to me that he was going to Levaya. So I, I, all of a sudden I started going out and I said, I might as well go and tell my my uh, then Kala that uh, the Rashiva is coming out. So I quickly ran to the car and and she came out and we went to greet Rav Moshe. And when Rav Moshe came out, it was like this Parsha, <laughs> who, the whole Yeshiva came out. So my wife was very much, it was like a big uh, thing. The whole Yeshiva is out there. Bakr and people asking Shilas. When I say the whole Yeshiva, I just meant that 20, 25, 30 people were out there together with Rav Moshe, and Rav Moshe came over and he gave a dr- tremendous bracha to my wife. And um, my wife always said over that she said she then saw 
a glimpse of the Shechina by seeing Rav Moshe's smile and Rav Moshe's bracha. And it's a similar thing to this concept. When Moshe Reina went out, so God's Klai went out to greet Yisrael. When the Vilna Gaon was four years old and he was learning by his Rebbe at that point, so together with his other Talmidim, so uh, in front of the Rebbe, someone asked, how did Rashi know that everyone went out? The Pasuk says, So how does Rashi know that everyone went out? Rashi says, Aaron went out, and Admad Avia went out, and since they went out, everybody else went out. How did how does Rashi know that? So the girl who's then four years old, or maybe four and a half years old, <laughs> said, no, because Rashi was medactic, the Lushan of Vayetze Moshe. It could have said Vayelech Moshe. What is the difference between Vayelech and Vayetze? We know that Rashi says in Parshas Vayetze, it says Vayetze Yaakov, and the Torah could have said Vayelech Yaakov Charona. Why does it say Vayetze Yaakov? Elamai comes to teach us the Lushan of Yetzia denotes a change, that there's something that's taking place, because when a tzaddik leaves this leaves the area, it makes a rajim. Yotza pina, yotza haida, panaziva, panadara, things change. So therefore, when the Pasuk says of here, Vayetze Moshe, the Vilna Gain said, what happened was, panaziva, panahadara, panashchina, that there was a change, that the whole covet of the shechina went out with him. Now, if Aaron and his brothers who were shakul to Moshe Rabbeinu were still left in the machana, then it wouldn't have been upon a ziva upon a dara because they were still there. So therefore Rashi knew that it must be, since it says Vayetzev here, and the Shechina went out, that's what the Torah is saying, it must be the Aaron HaKohen went out, and not even Avil went out. Since they went out, so then for sure all of Klai Yisrael went out. And I was thinking about this in the context of the great Gedolim that we lost this week, of Rabbi Yitzchak Shiner, Zeichatzadik Levrocha, and Rabbi David Salavechik, Zeichatzadik Levrocha. As we mentioned last night in the Zoom Shmuz, their greatness. And there's no question that there was, there's a loss for Gantz Klai Yisrael, Panaziva, Panadora, Panashchina. And what we have to do our utmost is to try to emulate their ways. And anyone that wants to uh, listen to that Shmuz can listen to that Shmuz, some of the lessons that we can learn from them. So many lessons we can learn from them. And uh, that will be the Eli Nishmosa, and that will allow us to have the Shekhinah within our midst. The Torah continues, and the Torah tells us famous parsha of Kabbalah Satar. And Pasuk says, in the beginning of Shlishi, Pasuk says, Bachaydesh HaShlishi, it was in the third month when Klaiso left Mitzrayim, they came to Midbar Sinai, and then it says, Rafidim, they left Rafidim, Vayava Midbar Sinai, they came to the desert of Sinai, Vayachnu by Midbar, they camped at the Midbar, Vayichan Sham Yisrael Negadar, and they camped all together. And everyone asked the question that the language of the Pasuk is very strange, Vayisum Rafidim. Rashi Al-Kadosh already points out, it already said previously they were in Rafidim. So why does it have to say Vayisum Rafidim? Rashi gives one answer to that question. Also, it says, Vayova Midbar Sinai, they came to Midbar Sinai. The previous passage, the end of the passage says, Bo Midbar Sinai. Why is that to mention again? Vayavoyu Midbar Sinai. And then, uh, what's the last one? Vayachanu by Midbar, they camped at the Midbar, and then it says, Vayichan. It says, they camped, and then it says, Vayichan. Rash says, Vayichan is singular, Ikeish Echod, Belev Echod. You always find the saying over that we heard from the Rashiva from the Mir of Chaim Shalevitz, 
and it's in the Archaim HaKadosh. Reb Chaim has a whole shmuz on it. It goes into more detail. We're going to say it Bekitzer, that this Pasuk is teaching us the preparation, how a person has to prepare himself in order to receive the Torah. And this is a lesson for every single Yid. We want to know how does a person get the ability to be able to prepare himself for Kabbalah Satara. And Kabbalah Satara is not just the Kabbalah Satara that was at Har Sinai, but we know that there's a mitzvah for a person to be Makabal the Torah every single day, just like we Makabal the Torah at Har Sinai. So how do we affect that? How do we allow ourselves to be conduits in order to be able to receive the Torah that comes down, that came down at Har Sinai, and it's coming down until today as well. Or Chaim HaKadosh says, it's hinted to in these words, in this phraseology of the Pasuk. The first thing is, Vayisur Refidim, they left Refidim. As Chazal tell us, Refidim was a lashon of weakness. Sherafu Yedehem Kaisel at that moment had become weak in the Torah. And when a person is weak in the Torah, and a person is not mischazik, when a person allows the laziness to overcome himself, or when Kaisel allows the laziness to enter into their midst, then it's not shayach for a person to really to learn Torah. But if here was Vayisim Rafidim, they left Rafidim. They were misamates. They learned Torah with tremendous cheshek and tremendous amelus. And that's the first lesson for Kabbalah Satara is that a person needs to learn under all circumstances to be mischazek, to be misamates, to makabal the Torah, bepchines Vayisim Rafidim. And that's an element we could learn from these great tzaddikim that left us that they were in their late 90s and they still were mis'amets in order to be able to learn the Torah as best as they could. That's a tremendous, tremendous chizik for us. The second thing is, Midbar Sina came to the Midbar. Our Chaim says the Midbar is the place which is bereft of all uh, physical elements. It's just the plain, empty space in the sand and a person understands that he's in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that teaches the concept of Anova. And the only way a person can be Makabal the Torah is only similar to Har Sinai, which was a small mountain in the Midbar Sinai, in the midst of the desert. And that's why the Torah is repeating it again. Yes, they did come to camp, as the previous Pasuk said, but now it's saying, Vayavayu Midbar Sinai. They came to Midbar Sinai, they wanted to take upon themselves the element of humility. When a person has humility, a person has is able to sit by a Rebbe and be able to not to think that he knows everything, but he's makabal the Torah, like it says, Moshe keep Torah Misinai, that's also the element of Anova, and Moshe Rabbeinu is on of Adam, and that's a way that we're makabal the Torah. The last thing is, Vayichan Shom Yisrael Neged Ahar, Ki Ish Echad Belev Echad. And here our Chaim Kodesh goes into the Gemara and Tainis, Gemara says that if Talmud HaChachamim or Cherev Alabadim there's a sword on those that learn separately. But we have to know, the only way we can learn Torah is only when there's Achtus, Abbas Hamedrish, not only learning Bechavrusus, but recognizing that every single person has a Milas Chaveroi. And that's an important lesson for us to take when we think about how we accept the Torah, to recognize every single one of us has a Chalik in the Torah. Now, here, I saw something this week from uh, Revolvi Zatzal that Revolvi says later on in the Pasuk when it says that Moshe Rabbeinu was told by, by HaKadosh Baruch Hu that you should, everyone should be surrounding 
the mountain. And the Pusik says, Vayis Kadoshu. You should they should be Makadish themselves. And Rashi HaKadosh points out, what does that mean? That they should be miskadish themselves? So Rashi HaKadosh says that each person was told to be in a specific spot and they weren't supposed to move from that spot. The Pusik says, um, Go down and warn Klaiyosel, It could very well be that they're going to want to get closer and they're not supposed to get closer. Also the Kohanim, they themselves all should be Mekadosh. Rashi says, The Kohanim also have to have a separate place. And Rashi points out, each one was supposed to be in a different place. Moshe was supposed to be in a, in a place, Aaron was supposed to be in a place, the Kohanim was supposed to be in a place, and Klai Yisrael was supposed to be in a place. And we hear Revolbi, Zatzal points out in the Shura of Chumash that this is teaching us a lesson that each person has to know his own kaychus. And there's kaychus that some people have that they can have and closer shaychus to Baruch Hu. And that's their tafkid. Could be they're supposed to be Rosh Hashivas, they're supposed to be G'daylem. Other people are supposed to be further away. Not necessarily at their distance from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Each one has an area of his expertise and what a person can shine it. That's really what the Torah was telling us. And that each person has his makam. And this is the lesson of the Hachanas for Kabbalah's HaTorah. Rabbi Sai, I want to end off with a story. Not only should we makabal the Torah and have the proper preparations to accept the Torah, but as we all know, these are difficult times for Kla Yisrael. And uh, we're all in it together. I just saw this unbelievable Misa, unfortunately, tragic ending to a woman, a great, great lady, a Rebetzin, young woman who passed away in Hanukkah time here in Eretz Yisrael. Her husband, Rev Zeshelensky, is an Avreich. And she, unfortunately, in a very quick time, uh, she passed away literally in the house with eight Yusayimim. And um, it was a big tragedy. And you can imagine the Avreich, how they had to handle handling the children and everything else. Tremendous loss of a mother that only a couple of hours ago was very healthy and quickly things deteriorated. So they said over that this person, this Avreich and his wife, they had a relative, an older relative who was a um, a survivor from the Holocaust who also lived in Rehovot. His name was Rabbi Yaakov. And on Shabbos, many, many times, this young family would go with their children in order to, ve- to meet their dod. His name was Rabbi Yaakov Yeshua. And one of the stories that he used to say over is that when he was in the camps in Bergen-Bells, that there was a young girl, 15 years old, her name was Fanny Henreich. And she used to take the children, maybe on Shabbos, and she used to gather them together, and somehow she would play games with them, and she used to sing a certain niggin to them. And this niggin, this this Yaakov Yeshua said over to this family, and if basically it's in Yiddish, Gott weist was er tut. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what he's doing. Umzist shafter keinenisht. He doesn't hit anybody for no reason. Gott in sein mishpat is gerecht. 
God, HaKadosh Baruch in His judgment, is always doing, telling the truth. This was a young girl, but she had this song that she knew from her family, and she used to sing it to the children, and for some reason it gave them chizik, HaKadosh Baruch was watching over them. And this person, when he heard this song, and the, the truth is, the, it came to a certain niggin, which he said it was similar to the, to the niggin, and used to sing that niggin, those are the words were similar to that niggin. Now this Avreich, he was looking at a Peladek thing. For some reason he said, you know what, maybe we could find out if this woman is still alive. It was This story took place over 70 years ago. And maybe we could find out what the other phrases of this song, because he felt that it wasn't just one phrase. And he decided he'll do is he'll, he'll publicize it in a in a in a in a public forum of a, a newspaper where people write these things to the Shusarabim. And sometimes people give answers, but he pushed it off, he pushed it off. He ended up uh, writing this. Literally, the a few hours before his wife had this battle, and she passed away, and he sent it off to the to the uh, Yarchon that deals with it, and he sent a uh, and he sent a copy to this um, relative of his, and then three hours later, all of a sudden, he had this tragic event happened, and now he had to deal with Levaya, he had to deal with his own children, and. A few hours in in the morning, all of a sudden, there was a knock on the door, and there was an envelope that was delivered to him. And he opened it up, and it was this relative who had heard about it, who sent him back this particular letter, which he had forgotten about in the midst of the tragedy he was going through. And he started reading it, and he quickly it gave him some chizuk that there's no question, no matter how difficult it is, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is mishpat is emes. And he was able to somehow give over, uh, this is what's important, that uh, this particular this particular year, Yaakov Yeshua said that his father, father was with him in the camp and he used to say over that his father was, was dying, was sick, and his father told him to go get his mother and he went to get his mother because his mother was in the women's division, at least he's trying to get close and to see each other before he was passing away. By the time he came back, his father had passed away, and the only thing he could do was really to be malava his father's body as they carted him off in the very, very uh, unfortunate circumstances. And for some reason, it gave Chizuk, and this person eventually got through Bergen Bells and he built a beautiful family. So this, this Avreich said he was able to somehow give over to his children Chizuk, Chizuk Rabbi Zai. And I know it's a tragic story, but and the ending of it is, is that we have hope and we daven that the Rabbeinu Shalom is the one that does the mishpat and he's watching over us. And as we are about to enter into the Shabbos Kodesh of Parshas Yisro of Kabbalah Satoru, we recognize the great event and the great Matana Kodesh Baruch who gave us. And the Shabbos Mavarchim of Rosh Chodesh Adar, where we have Avtacha, Yishinichnas Adar Marvin Basimcha. We should take the lessons of the parasha. We should uh, try our best to elevate ourselves to, to receive the Torah again daily from Har Sinai. We should get chizuk that the Rebbeinu was watching over us and Bez Hashem Bekar of Mamish.
We should be zoichet to Mashiach Tzidkenu Heirud Yameinu Amen. Wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos Kodesh. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you and have a wonderful day.